0: So we're kind of at the point to say, um, previously on, um, you know, an episode coming up that says previously on Star Trek Reliant, and we see the scenes from the season one finale of Reliant being damaged terribly of the, um, of the Orion, uh, the Orion Warburg dreadnought exploding. Um we see, you know, maybe, maybe before that, like the the scenes of Oakley, you know, placing the explosives and stuff. And um what, what we what we have essentially is yeah, a uh the reliant is damaged and eventually all of those scenes to um a bunch of stars so that it just you know sits on uh, a a star field as whatever our new season two opening cinematic is going to look like right um uh, and, and plays then over those stars, and um after that opening cinematic, it would um you know, and during that opening cinematic, it would introduce um all of the people that are you know going to be in the episode um captain Marcus graves, um played by Duncan, Idaho. our
1: captain is the strong, silent type
0: it's the strong, silent type, and that voice that you just heard is the ship's pilot, and um a, uh, a science officer in the biosciences and, and life sciences and Caro Junrani hello hello um, our, uh, our ship's doctor, who, uh, can be a, uh, wonderful, uh, kind of, uh, how would I say, like, you're, you're, ai don't want to use the word from the other franchise, but you're a Lando type, and it's awesome. I love the way you describe yourself. Um, it's our friend Nick, who, uh, who plays, uh, Dr. Eli O'Connor. I am suave as all hell. Oh, I'm um have Suave. We have our uh, we have our technical expert and expert on the game. Well, not really tech. I, I, we have Baz, who is an old foundry author like me, who likes telling stories. And, um,
2: he plays Rick Tier, the chief engineer. Uh, greetings, all. I, I suppose I am yeah, a technical officer since I'm sort of in charge of recording the episode, in charge of making sure the, the game rules are uh, understood and uh I am the in universe chief engineer, so it pretty much covers everything so uh, uh that, that that's pretty right
0: and and we have um and and we have our second technical engineer and streaming expert uh the grumpy old nord who plays victor Waitley. uh Very heavily telepathic um, counselor on board the greetings and
3: salutations that counts in, and sessions shall be resumed as mandatory. Don't mind the screaming in the back.
0: (laughs) We also, uh, we also tonight have with us our friend Theda, who, uh, who provides the actions in in our chat for the, the character of Oakley, who is a, um, who is an exocomp that is gaining sentience, um, and has twice now been part of the solution to some storyline in exocomp, um, saving the day, which I think is awesome. Um, and finally I can, I can see that, um, our, 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 our captain's voice box has started to work again. Duncan Idaho again, um, plays captain Marcus Graves.
4: I'm indeed the strong and silent type. And I can also sing.
5: With a turn Graves voice.
0: True, you can do (laughs) hard So, um, so of course, during the intro, we see all of you know the characters' names, and the camera pans down from that star, that like starlit background of a sky. So it's gone from the 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 space above the planet lampada where where it all uh where it all began and eventually as like uh that just fades to stars the the intro begins and then the camera pans down and we are now in Yosemite National Park on earth uh big trees uh beautiful camping spots incredible vistas to look through and i'm not sure they're doing it in chat but i'll leave it up to them what what you what you have is a small collection of the um of uh, some of the reliance uh senior staff you are carrying with you camping equipment and captain uh captain graves you have a big that you have to Basically, you need to put your stamp of approval on this as captain of the ship. You have to put your stamp of approval on this list of transfers, both uh, uh, as Reliant will be out of commission for a little bit. Uh, Some of your officers are being reassigned. And new officers are being reassigned to meet at uh Star Starbase Epsilon 10. Um most of them are junior officers, but you are losing uh three. Let me let me make sure here. That's one. That's two. You are losing three senior staff members. Uh none of them are let's see, would any of them be in this uh no none of them would be on this camping trip. Um, that's all I, I can tell you that in addition to junior officers there will be three senior officers uh being reassigned. Those being your chief tactical officer Larissa is being reassigned. Your uh your doctor uh, uh Part of the senior staff, not Dr. O'Connor, your Borg expert. Dr. Three is, uh, being sent back to the Daystrom Institute. And, um, the final one, two, uh, where's the third. I know there were three. Oh, chief. Chief is being reassigned, and he is being assigned to one of the new Odyssey-class starships. Um, uh, He's very happy about the promotion, by the way. So three three characters. Well, that's three. nice. Yep. So one I missed the uh, first one. So we've got
4: Nazi. three. So we've got three, uh, the Chief. Who Chief,
0: who Doctor Three, and uh, Larissa all being reassigned.
4: Ah, okay. Well... Definitely lo- losing Larissa is going to be a big blow, and the Chief as well. So it's kind of like those are, for what Graves does on the bridge, very perennial role, people he sees basically every day. So that's going to have the every biggest day. hit. And then he's and he's going to feel guilty about not minding losing three that much, really qualified, helped them out a lot, but at the same time they've never quite seen eye to eye on some things. So it's going to be like, an, and well, also, that yeah, one I understand. He most understands her moving on as well because we're not doing that much with the Borg, so her talents need to be applied elsewhere.
0: I was about to say so that's might, the one. It uh, might uh, give you a little bit of a a chance to breathe too, because it's a guarantee you're not going up against, or you're not being assigned to go up against anytime soon yeah. if they're taking her off of your ship.
4: Um, so it's kind of like the it. the most natural relief and leaving and feels best about that but he still kind of feels guilty about that and just trying I mean, to it, assume it's, it's her going
0: home. <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's
4: just like a home. so yeah so he's he's thinking about this but also thinking about okay i've got a big list to go through for potential candidates who do i pick and he's starting to feel a bit like well, it's like, oh, it's it's kind of like, is this why Jordan Cole went out to the wilderness when we picked her up the first time? It's just, just this, the just the best place to get this kind of work done. And he's kind of thinking about that while at the same time, like, screw that! I'm also wanting to have a vacation.
0: But it's, uh, but, it's, it's but, also but here, to... roll a uh, just roll uh, um, what what the stat names are. Roll an insight and. Uh, command roll which uh for marcus is 12 just just rolling in in general it'll have an effect if it fails one one success that is not a bad thing one success um (laughs) it might not be that this is the best place to get the work done it might be that this is the best place to do it with a clean yeah so Maybe all not this... even do the work oh. to think about it while you're out here.
1: All this is happening. All these thoughts going through Marcus's head. And slowly the camera pans back to Kara, who now has the left sleeve of her shirt pinned up and is missing the entirety of her left arm and part of her left shoulder. She's looking rather upset, and she just whines, Are we there yet?
0: <laughs> I love it.
4: And, and right behind her is another ibby wearing kind of an overheavy backpack, just wanting to make sure that enough is you know being carried for um, her and her um, roommate. So she says,
0: "Awesome,
5: we're we're almost we're almost there, car. Just don't worry, don't worry. I think the campsite's ahead. I'll check them out. Oh, we still have a little way to go, but it'll pass like no time."
2: And just, just even that, that little bit further behind, there's there's Rick here carrying comparatively um, comically large amount. Just sort of, it it'll be another fifteen minutes ahead. We're almost there.
0: Kara looks back. I Love the idea that you have. Just, just real quick, I love the idea that Rick has like a tricorder out, and he's like, "We are almost there." <laughs> just awesome.
1: <laughs> what do you have in there, Rick?
2: Well, this is a a wilderness environment. It is better to be prepared and have everything ready to go and not need it than to need it and not have it.
1: I mean, I guess I can't argue, but you also have to carry all the things that you may not need.
2: It is a bit of a troublesome, but uh, I can manage. Would
1: that we were all blessed with muscles like you.
2: That we were. And uh, Rick doesn't, doesn't respond. To silently nods as as they continue trudging forward.
4: So Marcus is kind of leading the way. He's right now he's dressed in a bit of a bit of casual. So he's just gotten like an open button up, uh, like light tan button up shirt, black t shirt, black, um, uh, casual pants and boots on, and he's walking along, kind of is trying to feel just at home, at with nature except he's never been in an environment like this. He's also feeling a little bit nervous as well. Like, this is a very different type of environment from uh, city life and everything he's done uh, since survival training. So he's kind of still got a little bit of that that nervous twitch to him and where his eyes are moving,
1: like when there's various noises about. Hey, Setsa, perhaps you should remind your Vathiathi that he's only going to encounter wolves here, not Klingons.
5: Wolves are very, well, not necessarily tame, Marcus, but you really don't need to worry about them too much. They're probably not going to attack us.
4: Which doesn't really help, Marcus.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
4: (laughs) Did anybody else bring a phaser? I
0: brought
1: a
4: phaser. We can stun them. I brought marshmallow makers and that's just about it.
2: Uh, Can can I do a, like, a survival check to see if I think that wolves might I mean I don't think they would if we set up In like the a area, proper camp. Sure. Yeah. Um yeah, what would that be? There might be wool.
1: Sounds like reason science or insight science because it's biology. Yeah.
2: Um let's do I think it re, yeah uh would survive my survival focus apply? I would yeah. say so. This is definitely survival. Um so, sorry to step on you, hippie. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with I'm reason totally. science if I that's... I agree, I don't feel stepped on, so <laughs> you're good. I'll go with reason science if that's good for you, Hippie. Sounds good to me. It's only a, 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 a extra one, of one, but... um Yeah, that's wrong. It's two successes.
1: And no complications.
2: Yeah, I totally misordered the, ordered everything, uh, so...
0: You, uh, you know for a fact that... um Know for a fact that there are wolves in the area, they are not, however, um going to be a problem unless... like If you decide to go where the wolves are and poke them with sticks, they might become a problem. If you don't go poke the wolves with sticks, you're going to be pretty good. <laughs> you're going to be okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah.
2: Unless... And, and um, yeah. So, you live
0: and- here, sure. But they're not going to be a problem.
2: Unless we go, what's a human phrase, poking the bear, or in this case, the wolf, um, we should be fine. Uh, They don't generally interact or other things unless they're sort of forced into it.
4: Well, I hear you, Lieutenant. Just, I don't know, getting into the spirit of things, you could say. Ah, uh, so Marcus is They're walking along, and he sees where they've sort of marked out a campsite, somewhere that's, you know, it's kind of, it's off the beaten path, but at the same time, it's a sort of campsite that people have used before, other Starfleet Sounds officers good. coming through here, that Marcus picked out as a, sort of like, here's our, like, campsites next to a clean river, really picturesque, so they kind of see a point where the trail widens out into this bit of the forest, where they see, you know, uh, this lush... Um, forested coniferous landscape rolling uh, water uh, next to them with some large rock formations by it and he's like well I guess this is where we set up Kara
1: adjusts the satchel she can't wear a backpack due to missing a shoulder she uh, looks around and says I'd applaud but well you know
5: the dirt is quite wonderful here
1: and Marcus just sort of has this, like,
4: kind of like a sort of grinning and nodding, and he starts, like, setting down his stuff, his, lar- his large pack and his tent, and sort of sets to work on that basic campsite preparation of, well, got to figure out how to po- how the poles go, how the um, the ropes go, and he just sort of starts busying himself, uh, himself with this, trying to get it into the spirit and just starts singing, Row, row, row your boat,
1: gently down the stream. Tara meanwhile is just saying, "Be glad you brought the ecologist. If it was me, I'd have to talk about how lovely the poop is around here."
5: We're not there yet.
2: Uh, I just want their silence after. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Rick doesn't sing along, and he just he just starts uh, working on getting the fire sorted first and then uh, after once he's sort of done that usual kind of teepee kind of wood structure. Um, he then starts working on his own,
4: yeah, and Marcus just awkwardly trails off um from that and he sets hes he gets his tent set up setsa um is helping Kara with her, uh her preparations, just setting down the bag the bags, the snacks, the sort of the portable um uh like water filtration units um you yeah, know the waste disposals um setup they've got and uh, after a while, just sort of looks around and is
1: like,
5: Um, did anyone bring a an tent for me?
1: I thought that was
2: the tent you were carrying.
5: No, 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 this was yours, because you couldn't carry much, so um...
2: Uh, Rick pops up, don't worry, an extra tent is one of the things that I prepared. Just...
5: Aw, thanks, Rick. Yeah,
2: and she sets to work, Yeah, assembling that up.
4: And you then know... Marcus also, at this
1: Kara looks just slightly downhearted and casts a look at Rick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
4: no, the tent has just blown into the river. Uh, Yeah. So everyone's kind of got their stuff set up and Marcus has, you know, he's got a little folding chair. He sets that up. He kind of sits back and just says, well, I don't want to talk about work, but I might have to talk about work. So... You guys have heard about some of the crew transfers, right? Heard there was going
1: to be transfers, Kara says. While We've
0: heard about some of the crew transfers, right? And the camera pans up to the stars. And we see this. What color is your racing ship, Nick?
6: I was still trying to figure this stuff out, so. I'm still trying oh, okay. to think of a name, to I'm sorry. Right, so the
0: camera pans back down. <laughs> sorry. So you've heard about the crew transfers, right? I'm sorry. That's awesome. So the camera pans back down. <laughs> You've heard about the crew transfers, right? I heard there were going to be some, and that's where you pick up.
1: I suspect we might have lost Marcus to go check on something since he thought we were going to be busy for a while. Shall we pan the camera back up? Hippy, you're you're muted. We can cut this part out. <laughs>
0: is already um I, I just posted the link to the doc um i haven't been changing all of the colors yet and mo- i haven't moved everyone yet but the uh the crew manifest is already quite different than it was um you will note a new uh a new person at the chief operations console who is now a lieutenant junior grade and no longer an ensign
4: Oh, did we actually come back to the campsite?
0: Yeah, we had to because oh, uh, Nick God doesn't, know the, name of, because Nick okay, doesn't I, know the name of the ship yet.
1: <laughs> I, I actually okay, yeah, made, made, made a that. joke about that. I said that you had probably left and I was like, and we pan back up.
0: <laughs> yeah it's it, it's a I, very like, funny part of the episode uh, I, I, think, I had
4: so. i had to run i had to run to get a to do a bio break real quick so sorry about nice, that. i was just i was so, um
0: i was just telling people i've already linked to um i've deleted people i've added people um the uh or, or i've added new positions for some people i'm really bad at like computer stuff so like one line now is like operations like um mustered all the way out to the end and and, um uh, oh
4: yeah i got that covered
0: right on but yeah i just moved some things around and was like okay this is where people sit now um do you guys have a very classic um eight person command uh command crew it's pretty it's pretty uh i the one that i when i say eight person command crew i mean the one that is like the the seven or eight person command crew that you see on star trek the next generation but so i um, guess
1: jordan is taking over for chief
0: yeah that's that's my thought he's like because the first season he's kind of like the geordie of the show he's the guy who sits there in like the red uh, uh but in this ca- yeah in this case he sat there in like the red uniform all season we see him do some like piloty stuff and then come into the second season he's in um he's in a mustard uh operations color uh Actually, you guys are all going to be switched to the Odyssey uniforms when you go back. So,
1: well, I believe that technically does make Oakley next in line to fly the ship. Then
0: <laughs> he would be Oakley, unless Oakley chooses his programming to be um, something different. He'll probably be assigned a uh, an auxiliary pilot position on the bridge. Yeah, unless well, he chooses Oakley... security, in which case, in which case, he'll become a security officer.
1: It's all up to you, Oakley. I've only got one arm for the time being, and Jordan apparently got promoted.
0: Also, to me, it, 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 one thing it does is it brings our main cast and um, uh, secondary cast down to a much more manageable number so that we get to know them all instead of hmm. just like little bits of them. Um, so that's one reason to, to I mean, there are still junior officers on your ship that can change week to week, depending on the officer that plays them. But your uh, your the main crew that we're focusing on becomes more manageable and we get to see more about that. And some who were vaguely interesting in season one now have a chance to become more interesting, like Moon.
4: <laughs> so does that make Janik our uh, tactical officer?
0: uh jenik would still be a junior tactical officer um it would make um probably would make bryce into the wharf of your show he would probably Mm -hmm. run both the tactical station and be like a big old you know
4: sounds good so um so marcus is conveying all this information saying we've got our command crew is going to be shrinking down a little bit and we're bringing on a bunch of cadets Um, to fill positions on the ship on the sort of more junior level. And he sort of like waggles the data pad and it's like, yep, and that's something I got to be going through searching uh, looking through academy um records looking up recommendations and trying to find a good solution for how to do this
0: um you're not necessarily only being assigned cadets because in addition to the orders that um one thing that you have like kind of tucked away in your in your belt i guess is one way to say it you've got tucked away that you can do right now you can let everyone know whenever and however you want that they have uh that they have earned entire crew of the reliant has earned promotions and that's why so many are being transferred
4: uh, i want to say that marcus has probably figured that as like he wants to have that as a moment and this mm-hmm. is not the moment so he's going to save that in his back pocket for right, right
0: that's now. why i wanted to mention that you do have that in your kit because you um you yourself are are, are now lieutenant commander marcus graves not <laughs> lieutenant marcus graves and He's that gonna makes have to, like a, a lot of other people also able to gain rank.
4: Except we had already promoted a lot of the people up to junior uh, or lieutenant, so there are some people yeah. who won't be able to get promoted. It's fine. I think like Quentin's one of them, mm-hmm. but like it's like they're they're lieutenant senior grade.
0: Uh, essentially, they're coming. Nudge nudge and wink. Yeah, it's like yeah. these are the command staff of the of the ship kind of They thing. get fancy yeah.
4: replicator rations. So, so yeah, Marcus <laughs> is just sort of like this
0: is the this fancy. is the <laughs> <That's>
4: <laughs> we get awesome. the co- the co- we get to access the parts of the replicator that uh are junior officers don't know exist. That's, That's awesome quick. Uh so Marcus is just sort of conveying all this information sets us listening attentively. i um, just sort of balancing between helping out as much as he can between the various people around. And just sort of finishes up and like, Yeah, things are going to look a little bit different. But I did manage to get us out of uh, suggestion that we go for the Europa refit on the Reliant. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, things are going to be a little bit different around the ship. When we get back to it, Car at this There'll point, is different
0: faces.
1: building a little, you know, teepee of sticks for the fire. She pulls out her IB phaser pistol and very carefully aims, so she's using her non dominant hand and uses the phaser to start a fire. Sounds good, sir.
4: Nice. At that point, Setsu is also just cautiously inching away from the uh, the fire, just to be sure that nothing's going to happen, while at the same time just giving like no uh, indication and in, um, facial expression that something's. <laughs> she's a little worried. Kara <laughs> looks over at Setsu.
1: Hit fire. Cook food. Food good.
5: Food is good. What? Do you, what we have for food. I have cookies.
1: I brought along some Friskar and stasis. Oh, and I think I might have packed a unip. Sets his
4: eyes just grow hungry at that point. But again, she's just trying to maintain that, the good camper um affect. So she, she, <laughs> she just gives a very polite nod of just like, my buttons are being pushed right now. And I'm just going to keep going along with it. But again, I'm going to be completely normal here. Marcus, um, uh, kind of, um, points a finger back to his backpack and he's like, yeah, I've got the marshmallow makers, uh, graham crackers, chocolate, easy, smart stuff. Um, recommendation from Ross that we try to go for a traditional <laughs> camp out to get in the mood. Um, also hot dogs and stasis, bread, uh, peanut butter and jelly, that type of stuff. So pretty easily stocked for the essentials. Um, we can also of course beam in stuff <laughs> if we really get desperate from restaurants, I know a few places would uh, just basically do that as takeout.
2: So Rick, what'd you bring? Uh, Rick pulls out this uh, sort of like large metal plate, puts it on stands and has like an actual sets up an actual like, um, like grill that can be uh, placed over the, the, the cooking. He's sort of just been sort of uh, uh, squatting down by the fire. Just, just, just uh keeping an eye on it and uh and getting that set up before putting it pulling out um sort of a, a mix of stuff. Um there's there's some kind of meat, some kind of vegetables uh that he can uh that, that is clear I've, I've bought some uh product from my homeworld of soil that we can cook if if we actually need some Proper sustenance rather than, I believe, snack food. That's the term, right? See, I was just going to put stuff on a stick
1: and put it over the fire, and he's over here being all civilized.
2: I, I believe there's some foods that are traditionally stick-based. Uh, I'm not quite sure what they are. I'm pretty sure that Marcus
1: is just stick look- is kind of the big thing for camping.
4: Marcus is looking at his hot dog thinking, I used to have this, like, a lot of the, you know, like... Yo, know, weekly at the academy for lunch this is just
0: snack food why didn't anyone tell me Kara looks over at him why didn't anybody <laughs> wait wait this is just snack food and the camera pans up into the stars and we see a what color um what what color uh rising corvette flies across
6: it's gonna be red with like a with some blue blue accents and like purple lining too
0: oh that's really awesome that sounds very cool um so there's this very cool looking red racing ship just like scoots across the screen um do you have the name painted on the hull um no no so it's just the rising corvette that comes flying past the camera and um the uh the race doesn't require that you decal your ship with a number, but you can decal your ship with a number if you want to um this is a um this is a milky way uh or rather uh this is a soul system uh its it's going to be a somewhat uh Fast race that takes you through the soul system through like a couple of um you have to hit you have to hit some like flag marks essentially along the way because if you miss them you're going to be you'll get your time will be um penalized so there are multiple ways to hit these, you know, marks along the path, but you have to get all the way through the soul system right out past all of the planets. And then um, there are multiple markers through there that you have to hit. And then it is a wide open shot out to the planet vulcan and circling around vulcan's orbit you don't have to go into the vulcan system but you do need to circle that system and shoot back to the soul system so it's a decent race that contains both um both the need for uh Find control of your ship to be hitting all of those markers in the first part of the race. And then for your ship to be really fast and be the one that shoots out to Vulcan and back around. So this is what you are lined up for, uh, Eli, and you're approaching the beginning of the race. A couple of other Corvettes floating in the sky out there as Oakley um, makes a beeping sound and slides forward um, onto the bridge with you he does not yet have his security you, you're not you, you haven't been promoted and reprogrammed yet Oakley. so you don't yet have your uh security colors painted on um you still look like the oakley that we all know um yes if you i i like i like what you just put in chat oakley should you hit a planet that is a huge disqualification and probably probably something you wouldn't survive So. Um, this, this, this beginning really is just you making sure that your ship is ready to go. And, um, you probably have a pretty decent, um, group on your ship and you have a very good chief engineer who has a four in engine. Um, so what you can do is you can make a role for, um, checkers. You Randall. can make a uh, you can make a roll for checkers to see um, what what kind of shape your engines are in going into this race because he has been your uh, mechanic for this time.
6: All right, what am I rolling?
0: Uh, checkers scores. I don't have a sheet for checkers.
6: I, it's it's in there and it's in the drive.
0: Is it is it under R Randolph? P. checkers. I got him. There he is. Um, you will be rolling of reason engineering check so 8 plus 4 is 12 um he has a focus in nothing that helps um (laughs) he has a focus in nothing that helps here so he has a 12 um you may roll a dice with a 12 Eli is doomed I love it that's funny
6: yeah when you as soon as you said reason I'm thinking oh I'm gonna die
0: see reason is for how the ship is set up it will be based on um most likely insight when it comes to reacting to what is happening during the race so it'll be he'll be great during the race it's just you might you might have wanted rick to be the one setting oh. up your <laughs> setting up your hip <laughs> One success. Your ship is in as good a shape as it ever has been. Basically, checkers didn't break anything for certain, and your your ship is in pretty good shape. As um, you find your way. You've probably already had like you know some some hangout time at like um Earth space dock or one of the orbiting. Uh, I imagine that. We see the Starfleet side of things, and we see that there is a big, you know, essentially military base, Earth space dock that floats up above Earth. I imagine at lower orbits, there are things like bars that you can go up to and watch the stars and watch ships as you like hang out and drink. Um, So you've basically had like the time off... um, eli and to do that if you want to and that's kind of like what life would have been like leading up to um uh, leading up to your you know going to to start the race which is where we are picking up with you so you're probably in a very relaxed good mood it's um as as the picture in our game chat says it is go time um the rules have been, um, the rules of the race have been made very clear to everyone. You can't do things like shoot your uh, your opponent's ships and try to make them like blow up. You can't. Um, uh, what 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 other kind of rule? No um, ramming speed. <laughs> no ramming speed. No, no using the trans warp network. I was going to say no trans warp. The warp is, uh, the warp is totally acceptable, especially when you exit the solar system, which you can't use warp. Basically, you've looked at the course. There is no... Yeah, can't use quantum slipstream either. Um, you've looked at the course, Eli. There's no way that you're going to be able to engage warp until you are out of this particular solar system because the swings and turns that they want you to make going around planets at the speeds you'll be going in order to hit all of those markers um, you you have to stay at um, impulse speed it's up to you how fast of an impulse but regardless it's all led up to this and you are sitting there and Oakley you settle in right next to him and you can you can also detect um, there are 20 12 other you're like racer number 12 or 14 you you count like a dozen or more other ships out there one of them's uh one of them's a corvette that isn't risingian in nature there's there's an orion in this you can tell that um you look oh when you look over to your right it's really really distant um, it's like far out on the um you know it's like all the way at the end of where the ships are lining up you don't really recognize the class of ship that it is but it's kind of circular and has like these 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 front-facing pontoons um yeah i'm just you know in the background there's the millennium falcon because i want there to um <laughs> question can
6: yeah, i can i, I look like... at the eraser registration to see if the orion corvette is belonging to one of the ones that we know
0: oh it's not Just
6: paranoid in the back of my head it's, like, so, um, yeah, it's not it.
0: it's not- yeah, it's not anyone that you know um it's a a noted racer like that corvette um races in things like this all over the galaxy um that's not a criminal that's a uh that's a race that's a racing um pilot um boop. see the uh the first light uh signal happen and you know that the uh um, you you know that the third signal, boop, that's the second one. You know that the third signal is when um everyone is each their engines and this race will begin in earnest. Um, you're going to uh you're going to need to be using your shielding because the first part of the race takes you. Boop, and you engage your engines and you may now make your first piloting check as your ship along with these other like 12 or 13 it's 12 i'm gonna say ships shoot out away from this uh this area that they've lined up on the other side of earth orbit from earth space dock you know they're like they're far away and um you you guys shoot out of the orbit of earth and start heading toward you have to cut around venus and back around mercury before you get a small bit of the ability to stay in a straight line and come from mercury back up past earth before you have to start making basically a a a zigzag through the planets so you can make your first piloting. Oakley can assist. However, that works. I thought f- as how assisting works.
2: Uh, Oakley just gets to roll at ad- one additional dice. Some. And stats. Cool.
0: So there you go, Eli. Your race has begun, and um, the Corvette is a fast little ship. People are moving fast.
6: All right, so I'm rolling pilot or con
2: and what? Pilot,
0: and then you describe what happens as you zoom around Venus and Mercury um, based on the successes, uh, is this control failures. Or and, uh, uh, would this be daring or control? Uh, is, is it like, a dangerous
2: situation? It? Is it a what situation? Dangerous situation. Oh. No. Then control. Okay.
0: I-,
6: I thought I only had a one in con. Apparently I have a two.
0: There I you was about go. to say, Eli's 13. piloting. It's a
1: dangerous situation.
0: Thirteen. <laughs> you, you you have a thirteen. There's nothing wrong with that. And Oakley can roll a die as well, which is the same um, control and um, what was it, Baz? <laughs> Con. Con and control. Uh, yeah. Don't have the stats for Oakley in front of me because I have Eli's character sheet up, so. Successes. Um, we get to see, and you get to describe it. But, but uh, three successes. Um, you have a. Uh, you can describe yourself, by however you want to think about the fact that you got three successes for shooting around Venus, cutting back around Mercury, and then back to the real start of the race at Earth. Um, with three successes, you are. What do I want to say? With three, I'm going to roll actual dice on my desk. With three successes, you are in. You are in first place. Second place, um, is the uh, is the Orion Corvette that is really close behind you. You're both shooting through impulse space. So, however, however, you want to describe what happens on board the bridge of your ship while all that happens, man.
6: As, uh, as the third, uh, beep starts signifying the start of the race, Eli punches it, going forward, um, Waitley, or not Waitley, Oakley, contributing to the, uh, to the calculations necessary, and we pull ahead and cut in front of the Orion Corvette to slow them down a second as we continued shooting forward, uh, turning, doing barrel rolls, just flourishing, showing off a bit. As we um, navigate the planet. We'll let you control.
0: have the flourish because you got three successes, not two. I love it.
6: And then, yeah, just do that stuff as we're coming back around with uh, the Orion hot on our tail.
0: I love it. As you shoot back, sorry, as you shoot back past her, the uh, Orion tries to use... <coughs> Gravity well of Earth, oh no, I just rolled two called the Orion as we pan down <laughs> following so, the Orion, the Orion tries to use the gravity well of earth to get like a boost and he misjudges how he kept the gravity well and it sends his ship into a spin out into space between earth and mars and he's doing that like um 360 degree spin like the front and know what i'm talking about we've all played in games Um, so his ship is spinning and you have secured first place and the camera pans back down because you're passing by earth and we are back in yosemite so Um, as as lately (laughs) if you're if you're watching it on like or, or listening to it the broadcasters are definitely talking about the fact that the Orion seems to have misjudged the gravity well and spinning out um, probably out of the race as they um, as they report that um, a set that the ship that was in third, um, which is known as uh, w- which is known as the. Uh, rings of orion it's called the rings of orion even though it's not an orion ship um it's a it's a human pilot that's all that's now taking seconds but we are back down to um what is happening on
4: if you want to make a, a formula one joke the team in last place is haas it's
0: haas see i don't know formula it's haas one
4: at all, but- no no d- yeah just totally make that joke though it'll be um so as it's panning down though because waitley wasn't part of the crew waitley is going to be walking up the path towards the camp
0: right now cool waitly um have you ever been out in the wilderness like oh yes okay then then it's nothing nothing is surprising to you really at all um it is a very nice well-kept will um hmm.
3: Lately, he's probably coming back with a, a nice collection of uh, firewood that he went to go look for because, you know, you don't just have one person collecting firewood. And he comes in and just kind of looks around, sets the, his little cadre of, of lumber down with the rest of the pile and just kind of looks around and go, did I miss something?
1: We were discussing food. Um.
4: Well, oh, that. Whaley's, or Eli's doing really well right now. Second place just dropped out.
3: Sir, wasn't the point of this little uh, holiday to get away from communication with the outside world?
4: Uh, yeah.
3: He quirks an guess. eyebrow and it, says, there's a river you can throw your communicator. I hear they're waterproof.
4: I did receive this communicator as a gift. And he, he just sort of sets it aside and turns it off and just sort of has that little bit of like, a, yeah, I want to find out how Eli's doing, but at the same time uh, so he kind of he says though, I mean uh, at the very least we can make use of the river. I mean, it's the flow's pretty uh, um, uh, uh, slow right here. So anyone fancy a swim? No.
0: Don't have anybody there. So I'm just listening to you guys having a great time.
4: Yeah, so my
3: reaction and Waitley's reaction is in the chat. <laughs> All right, just like a thumbs up. I remember that when we did the Rice episode, it was like, what, is, what does Waitley look like, you know, on the beach of Risa?
4: Oh, okay. God. He brought the gear with him. All right. So, yeah, Marcus um, sort of hops into his tent, gets some swimming trunks on. Um,. Setsa, though, you know, hadn't, hadn't thought in this particular direction, so she's just going to be on the bank, just dipping her toes in the water a little bit. And Marcus just sort of looks to Kara
1: and says, um, fancy a fancy go down? No, thanks. The scar tissue's ugly enough on its own. I'll wait until something can be done. Ah, uh, gotcha. Joe. Uh, Rick? Uh,
2: why not? I will uh, join you in a moment.
4: So Setsa's going to be staying with Kara... And the th- the three boys are going down to the um, the Alpine river to have a dip. So it's sort of this it's kind of like a large almost lagoon section here. So there's a bunch of rocks at the star uh, um, above the or above the flow. Down below there's a bunch of rocks. nothing that's dangerous, but basically easy enough that hey, if they drift down that far, they've got enough substrate to basically pull themselves out uh, before there's any issue. It's not even that deep in that section, but where they've got is basically almost a little pool, and a nice shallow or sloping uh, gravel bank uh, leading into it. So Marcus is just going to be like, "Hey, I got to get into this. I'm going to relax, just be here, enjoy the environment," and he's just going to take a running jump and almost can or basically cannonball into this alpine river. So does anyone join him in that?
2: Uh, Rick, Sweet. I like it. Rick isn't going to cannonball I mean he gets changed a bit first into what amounts to shorts. Slightly larger with a with a bit of a um sort of bump at the back. Um just sort of above where the it's more like a nub where the tail would be. Um he just sort of like dives in after he gets like up, say up to his into the water. Yep.
4: So, given where they are, they are, the water is just going to be not above freezing, or just above freezing, but it's going to be about 40 degrees. So Marcus doing a cannonball was a really dumb idea. So what would he need to roll to basically not, like, immediately stand up and scream?
2: Uh, it would be a fitness. Something, I was going to say something to do fitness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to be good for Marcus. Um, I might go command. Oh,
0: okay,
4: yeah, that, that actually makes. Oh, that makes sense. Tw-
2: he is able to contain
4: his uh, just immediate shock and feeling of just pain, and then his like body sort of tensing up, and he just he's men it. He just stands up and it's just like he's just like twitching. And it's like God, that, uh, that's not great. This is cold.
1: There is laughter from Abbey Girls like, up the hill.
2: Yeah. So you, you can tell uh, that that Rick is just sort of so slowly. Getting in there, getting to a point where like his feet uh, are used to it, and then just sort of fully diving into it, just so that I mean, th- there is a point where you, you sort of just have to go for it, and um, he, he's, Rick's gonna do the same rule.
4: While Rick is getting in, Marcus uh, shouts back up to Car and says, uh pain is good. Pain is relaxing. This, this, this was intentional. I mean." Okay!
2: ...was intentional. Okay, two successes. So Rick actually seems like he sort of winces a bit, but he generally rather takes it very well um, and sort of dives under the water again, doing a bit of a splash, accidentally getting a bit onto uh, to Graves there. So what about Noor?
3: Oh, Waitley, immediately. He he did not come down in his uniform. He came in. He came down in what he likes to call uh, Beta Z chic casual, which was, you know, long, dark, flowing robe kind of thing. And as soon as swimming came up, he was just like doff it all. He's wearing the, the rolled up sleeve shirt and the, <laughs> the 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 surfboard trunks. And he just dove right in and he's having himself a nice old time.
4: Yeah, Marcus at this point is sort of he, he's uh, just floating on his back, just sort of acclimating to the cold temperature and just says yeah, this is actually kind of relaxing. Uh, and he just starts drifting and drifting, just enjoying the mountain spring, the sound of the wildlife, sound of occasionally giggling oh. from the Ibby.
2: Well, and... yeah. Um, while Graves is inactive, Rick is sort of a bit Overactive, uh, he's sort of just swimming around, pops up behind, raves a bit, goes over to where uh, Waitley is, sort of dives under the ground, picks up some some of the mud, pops back up, and takes a brief look through. Starts doing some laughing
0: Ooh.
4: So, as Marcus is sitting there, his sen- like he's kind of almost going into sensory deprivation state, like as just there's just sort of this natural flow and rhythm, and things just settle down. He is startled by his brain conjuring the sound of an explosion on the bridge. And he just sits, he stands bolt upright at that point and just sort of looks around and just realizes that was him.
1: I got nothing. Cara was going to do some mischief, but Graves has done it to himself. Oh, no, she could. T- <laughs> yeah, <so> he- <laughs>
0: uh,
1: dang. Oh, my okay. gosh.
0: My, uh, oh, my- mic is still on. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh that loudly, I'm sorry.
5: No,
1: it's good. No,
4: laughter is good.
0: It's better than just dead
4: silence.
0: Laughter is very <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, the fact that we're making each other laugh is a brilliant thing.
4: Yeah. <sighs> the, so Setsu at this point, though, puts a hand on Kara's shoulder and
5: just... You, you haven't been feeling great, I can, oh. you yeah, know, see that, but... Uh, if there's anything you want to talk about, your bunk buddies here.
1: Yeah, Not. not really. Happy to hear about that letter you got, though I mean that's good for you,
5: yeah, yeah, I mean, he apparently knew because I sent him a letter when you know I went off to Vegas, to those you know recording the event of your death type things, but yeah, it's good to get things some of the, some things in the open. I mean, we haven't really done that much because he's been so busy, and he's been playing those really long shifts to get reliant back home. so yeah, hopefully though, we'll, but Yeah, just right now, I'm just a little more concerned about you and just how you're holding up.
1: Kara shrugs, which is awkward, with one shoulder and kind of puts (laughs) her right arm over, you know, her chest and says, I'll be fine. Eli's working on something, so things will be fine. I'm totally fine. Yep.
5: That doesn't sound fine, but I'm here to sit and watch Captain Dingbat.
1: Curse your female intuition.
4: (laughs) And yeah, at this mark, at point, Marcus just sort of settles back down and just a little bit more warily, but just sort of goes back and like, okay, gonna lay down again, and that's not gonna happen again. Sort of goes back into that same tranquil state. Hey, Setsa, think we
1: can hit him with a rock from here?
5: That might injure him from this height.
1: Oh come on, it's just real life battleship. Pinecone. That works. Pinecone. Pinecone! All of a sudden, there in comes a barrage kids. of pine cones on Marcus Graves as the two Ibby girls shout letters and numbers. C four, B
4: seven. Marcus dives at this point, and Setsa calls out,
5: "We've got a submarine!"
4: He's got a surface frigate. She switches targets. Setsa,
5: I'm going to go for their dreadnought, and
4: throw- uh, throws a pine cone over at Waitley. And it, I'm gonna make this a roll. <laughs> so daring, I'd say it's daring security to throw a pine cone into the general vicinity of someone.
2: It, it, so, it, it technically it's uh, controlled. Anything two successes.
4: Uh, wait, hold on. How did that work? I got two. I got two results from that. Magil's having a day. go with
0: the first one. We'll just go with the okay. first one.
4: Yeah, she gently hits Waitley on the shoulder. With a pine cone. Waitley uh, stops, turns completely
3: still, and just slowly turns to look at her with that look of all-impending doom that he gets. And he just stares at her for a second and waits for her reaction. She just smiles and waves. He scowls, narrows his eyes, and says, to play at that game. And he does that thing where you slap your hand on the water and make a big wave and hits her right in the face.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and
3: she
5: man,
4: is completely... Why are you so mean, man? She is completely soaked by freezing cold water at this point. Just has that gasp but also just breaks out giggling as uh, at the same time as well and just sort of falls backwards. Marcus breaks out laughing at this point as well.
1: Kara chuckles and goes and gets... A towel. Of all the days to wear a white shirt, Jibby. (laughs) Sets a shrugs
4: and just uh, jumps into the uh, lagoon at this point. Alright, but I
0: ain't going in after
1: you. uh, Scoot
0: back up in a
2: moment. uh, We're going to scoot back up to the ship um, above the planet.
4: Yeah, that's a good point, unless Rick has something.
2: Uh, Yes, there is something quickly. I want to do two rolls very quickly. Awesome. It's fifteen, so you see um you see under the water, you can see Rick just sort of trying to you see him dive under the water, and for a moment you think you've lost him, but you can actually there's he's up a, a bit too close to the surface of the water, and there's this like little bit of a wave that sort of gives out where he is and, and, okay. and suddenly bursting up out from the water. He he has a holding a pine cone and throws it back at Kara, um landing sort of directly uh on that, uh, directly in the, the middle of the body middle of the body. This sort of sudden pine cone. <laughs> it's kind Kara. of awesome.
1: Kara falls over dramatically. Ugh! Oh death! Blood, 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 <laughs> death Oh, agony! Oh, my life! Ugh. And then goes very still. Marcus, at this
4: point, just says, God damn it, I've got to write this down in a report. And what commanding officer would believe me when I say that my con, uh, con officer has been killed by a pine cone? Seriously, this is not a good day, in the sense. And not because Kara just died.
1: Kara's <laughs> hand shoots up. A pine cone thrown by your chief engineer. Okay, back to dead.
0: And the camera pans up to space as um, you need to make another piloting check, Eli, at some point during this round of and and during during the descriptions that you have as now you you get to the essentially the first portion of the real race where you have to cut back and forth between planets and some ships are going one way around the planet some are going the other so you're like figure aiding around the planets in the in the this solar system uh as soon as you get past earth that starts with mars you start going back and forth and the ships are you know as i say figure eighting until you get to the uh until you get to the edge of the solar system and then you can you know open up your warp engines and and see what you can do but you do need to make as i said another um piloting check before you get to the how can i do um uh, how, you know, before you get to the, how can I make, um, you know, my ship's incredible speed be of, uh, bonus to me.
6: All right. So that's a 13 again.
0: Yep. All right. And uh, again, you'll get to describe how you cut through the solar system with one success. I'm going to roll a couple of, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make the roll a couple of times. Um, based on the fact that you have like 11 people left and they're going to have an average of uh, 12. Actually, I'm going to give them an average of a a, give them an average of a 13. That says that some of them are better than you and some of them are worse than you, but on the average you're about as good a pilot as most of these people. Um, So most of them are holding um, they are They're they're kind of uh holding just about the same area in the race that they had to begin with. Um the person in third place uh will have to say who it is, but the person in third place suddenly takes uh, so I made three rolls. The first one that got um yeah, the first one that got one success. Did I make four rolls somehow?
6: no wait um oakley made one because he's assisting me remember ah
0: okay so then you have two successes right um uh, so the first one is saying that the general, like the, the pack of racers that are in the, in the back, they all pretty much hold position and they're, um you know, they're speeding along. They don't, not, nothing terrible happens. Nothing great happens. The person in third place gets two successes just like you and completely overtakes the person in second um their onboard computer I'm gonna give them uh they they, they have an oakley like thing they have an onboard computer that gives them no successes um So they just have taken second place and who was in third, no longer the Orion who's still spinning out between Mars and Earth somewhere. Um, But you managed to maintain your lead as you're approaching the end of the the solar system. What do you want to do? But you do do have a lead and the person now um, that is behind you, uh, Oakley, you can scan them pretty quickly. It is... um, What race that um, you guys can think of in Star Trek has um, incredibly fast reaction? You know, something like um, White Wolf Games' celerity um, that vampires would get. You know, what what Star Trek race is like really, really quick and and, like good with their hand. Dexterity. Does anybody have one in mind?
4: They don't really have a good one in mind. Arcation? maybe or yeah yeah
0: i like it i like the idea that the person who just took um second place and who is now behind you is um is actually a really um really really well-known racer uh we have to just come up with a cool cation name he's like a well-known racer who um uh who He wins sometimes, but he's usually in the top three. Um, So he gets a lot of sponsorships and that kind of thing. Um, His particular spaceship, whatever he's flying, um, is decorated. Like, um, he has like a decoration that has like, you know, quarks, like, like one, one, like quarks something. Um, is it, he's, he's, he's an F1, he, he's a racing. You know, that's what he does for a living, and it's obvious that he has sponsorships, and so it's possible to get sponsorships as you race. But regardless, you are in first place, and now this Cation, who we haven't named, but we will, um, is in second place. And um, Oakley, you can scan that he has an onboard computer that probably will give him as much of a benefit as you So what do, the, what do the two of you want to do?
6: We're just going to... We're gonna follow the course, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what special thing to do.
0: Um, you're 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 reaching the point where you will um be going to warp. Um, so uh, it's kind of. It's like hey, going to warp, You your ship is in approximately the same kind of shape as anybody else. And it's no longer going to be... Um, I got Eli here. Awesome. Um, it's no longer going to be um, Control Con because you're not... Um, you're not scooting back and forth between planets um at this point it comes down to the fact that your engines um he got one success so your ship is in you know pretty good shape is your ship faster is the question then uh probably the two will will make roles for the two people that uh that are behind you um are is your ship in Ooh, one of them is in better shape than your. That's the person in second place, and both the person in second and third place, their ships have. Um. So this is your first race, right? like your first real race and you are certain that their ships have been modified and oakley you can detect that it's within the rules they're basically souped up engines you know like their ships have been modified to really cut open and they are start starting to gain both of them on you although their their two positions are maintaining um it is the cation in second place and the human in third, and they're catching up to you. What do you want to do? Can I? Can
6: I open my comm down to my engineers? See, give Give yes. me all I got
0: you can be like checkers they're catching us checkers you've got to do something whatever checkers can do here because he is your npc much in the way that Setza and um tardigrade are uh, Duncan's. and so what would what would you say to checkers to get him to you know Break out, you know, kick out the jams, Checkers. What's going on? (laughs) Um, What would you say to him? Checkers, we need
6: more go juice. We need to go faster.
0: Okay. Um, All right. Um, Checkers has um, no longer has to roll reason and engineering. At this point, Checkers um, has two options. He can either do something dangerous or he can not be dangerous and try basically he can try to um make the ship go better um essentially he can he can work his engineering magic and he can make this ship go a lot faster potentially now um there are two ways to do that there's a non-dangerous way which would involve him rolling his uh rolling his control and, and in, That's in even
6: worse, reason. no thank you <laughs>
0: it's, it's even worse than reason yes, but that's the non-dangerous way. There is a dangerous way to do it where he uses his daring and engineering to try to do something and you have uh, I don't know if there's a way to do it, maybe Baz can tell us, but because of um, one of his values um, if he goes the dangerous route, there's a value that almost certainly would be able to be applied and that is enough is never enough more is always the magic button is glowing so therefore we pick back up with Eli realizing that um, uh, we, we pick back up Eli realizing that the two ships right behind him are 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 making up the distance that they lost in the in the tight course through the soul system um and instead they now have managed to really start uh bringing their engines online and uh you call down to checkers and you tell him uh, I can't remember exactly what you said but it was we need funny. more go juice I mean more go juice and checkers then had to decide is he going to be safe or is he going to be Um, is he going to be safe?
6: He is going to be crazy.
0: He can make a daring engineering check, which is a 15. Is there anything he can do with the value of enough
2: is never enough, more is always better, Baz? Yeah, so he can get a free crit, or he can re-roll anything. um... Which would you prefer?
6: I'm thinking an automatic crit.
2: Alright, you have two successes
0: before Checkers rolls, and remember he has a 15.
6: What's to going to something? be the difficulty for this, by the way? Uh,
0: you're going to need to, to succeed on the crazy thing. You need four successes.
5: Okay, um, I however,
0: have... If you succeed, that su- those successes are going to be... If you succeed, those successes are going to be absolutely, you know, critical and amazing kind of thing. But if you I... fail or if you get a complication and you and if you oh, oh, that's something to consider. If you I was... use if you use your uh, your value free critical, you won't have it to reroll a dice if checkers happens to roll a, a complication
6: understand that but i was trying to bring something up i also have a talent Chiz. i have a jury rig uh
0: does it... checkers has the talent jury rig? Er, yes.
6: yeah he has that and uh it says when performing an engineering test perform repairs i'm, I'm guessing that's sort of what this is in a way
0: this, this can probably count imagine but like um, it reduces what, what is... the difficulty of
6: the check by two to a minimum of zero
0: then you have a difficulty of two. And, and if I already you, have two successes. You will already have two successes. So essentially, um, Checkers needs to, essentially his idea amounts to pouring whiskey in the warp core. Um, <laughs> in, some, in some sort of way, his idea amounts to, I'm going to pour whiskey in the warp core and it will make the ship go faster. Um. So you describe in you know how does your ships you know like what happens? It's 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 all you. You're just hold on, a 2nd st-
6: I'm still rolling though because I want to get, get
0: you might get even more
6: <laughs> overkill. To- oh, that's oh no.
0: oh no. Oh, that's okay. But um, wait, Theta wait. can roll one. Yes. Oh oh, there's a complication there. Do we have oh. any momentum? Oh, that's a con- no No. No, there's a complication there. <laughs> Two successes and a complication. Um. So, come on, Oakley. Come on, Oakley. You can do make it. That roll, Oakley. Is there something you can? To... Oakley. Let's see. Is there something that Oakley can do? Is his character sheet available oh! to me? One success. So the ship has three successes and one complication. Whatever Checkers does down in the engine room, Eli, you get a burst of speed that you just can't believe. You go from like warp five to warp seven or some nonsense. Like you shoot way beyond um uh, what you expected him to be able to do. And you are suddenly going very very f- leave the other two ships behind and you notice since you are you know now a professional race pilot your ship is starting to redline um your I engines can't take means. it uh your engines can't take it this is this is the um checkers probably would realize this too he's given her all she's got uh, you you're giving them all she's got captain i don't think she can take the strain um there's a if you don't slow down on your way back um you will burn out your engines and have to purchase a brand new warp core impulse drive the whole thing but because of what um, Checkers did in those three successes, you would indeed, as uh, as Kara posted in the chat, pro, you win the race. Con, your ship is busted. If you don't slow down uh, as you come around Vulcan, you are going to break your ship when you wi- as you win the. Race. Okay. What do you want to do? If you if you opt for not breaking your ship, there is a chance that the other uh, the other racers in first and second place might um might overtake you and win the race. Choose the safer option.
6: We're going to have some time, and checkers could always just try something else when while well, they're catching up. If we go under.
0: All right, you um you make the swing around Vulcan and you slow your ship down so as to not explode. Good choice, by the way. I was going to make them ridiculously if you're not like uh if you're not like getting a Starfleet ship that already has all these things in it. (laughs) I was gonna be like, yeah, that's gonna cost. (laughs) Um so good choice. Um you slow down as you come around Vulcan and we pick back up um at the um the campsite. At the campsite, uh, the group has
1: currently gathered so around a roaring campfire by now. Unfortunately, oh no, there he is. Hmm? I thought you had left the, the room.
4: No, I, I'm still here. I just have my mic muted. <laughs> so yeah, Marcus is yeah just hanging around the campfire as well. Um, Setsa is in one of the tents, uh, getting changed and a li- having a little bit of trouble from the noises and the rocking of the tent of just trying to get everything together in such a confined space. While Marcus has a banjo on his leg and is just looking at Kara with a, I could play this. Neither of us are going to like it, but I could do it.
1: Need I remind you, I brought
4: a phaser. He sets down the banjo. ...and takes out his marshmallow maker. It Thank you. To make a little... Marcus nods, and <laughs> as his marshmallow maker is, say, stick-ready, and various treats on a side, he just
1: says, Want to have the first one? Nah, I've got something else in mind. Kara has actually wrapped the yunup she brought, which is a type of ibby root vegetable, and some, you know you know, basic leaves and things, and has kind of set it near the fu- uh, fire to slow roast, and she's slowly been turning it this way and that.
4: Yeah, good call. Uh, yeah, haven't done one of those in a while. So that's when I did um, try something like that, at the Academy of one of our uh, hot plates in the uh, chemistry lab, but that didn't go so well. You, and the marshmallow just kind of...
1: A- you have a talent, sir, for the right thing at the wrong time. Yeah, well same time I did take command of relying in a pretty good
4: time i mean, relatively speaking, we're all here, and that's a lot more I expected out of her first year
1: Rick waitley does anybody want to try some of the unit
4: sure you just hear from you just hear from like the tent like uh
1: some for me too from
4: uh satsa
0: um one thing that uh just just because you know as a storyteller and a game master i can be a dick um (laughs) one thing that does cross your mind when you say we're all here and that's more than i expected you know that come to the end of our first year um you realize uh you've already had to sign um both from Kara, uh, both from some of the damage taken at Karat and um, some of the and the damage taken in the Battle of Lampada. Um You've lost a very small amount, but a couple of crew members have died under your watch, um, and that may be the oh. hardest. That may be the hardest thing you've had to do as a captain. You didn't even really know them. They were mm-hmm. uh they were junior officers who were working damage control or something like that, and so there are a couple that's not a lot. it's like really really good actually, in terms of the engagements that you've had that it would be expected larger casualties but um you mm-hmm. have had to sign like these people um died, and you
4: yeah you that's
0: part of being Marcus would
4: have been yeah Marcus would have been. Decimated by that too, so he's it, like amend that quant comment because I didn't think we lost anyone yet.
0: So yeah, amend it's, that It's a very small number. Most of it's us. like two people. It's yeah. like it's like two people who were, were like actually we can say both of them were working damage control during the battle of Lampada after you guys took the damage that you did and they were you know yeah they they died in the line of duty um but again it's really like an incredible um it's a hard way to think about it but command isn't upset about it in in such a way as the organization being upset about it um it's acceptable, it's acceptable percentages to people who didn't even ever see those officers faces but to you know to the captain it certainly probably affects you
4: And he's also going to be running the calculation. He'll be able to justify it too, because it was to protect the um, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the other ships too. So he can put it in the sense like someone, another captain didn't have to do even more considering the losses they went through already. So he can, he he's, he's got that conflict and just to amend that statement, he'll have said most of us have gotten through. So he'll be even more cautious, like about that assessment of, you know it's more than I really expected nice. out of this,
0: nice. I just wanted to point it out that it makes sense that in a battle like what happened at Lampada, that at least a couple of officers may have been you know very badly wounded and you know a couple that debt very easily could have happened,
4: mm-hmm. yeah, so he's so, he's got he he's 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 very morose at this time, Setsa comes out puts a you know takes takes a seat uh, next to him kind of tentatively puts her arm around him just sort of not quite being comfortable with that like level of expression considering where he was at the academy really kind of Mm -hmm. pushing a lot of people away so she just kind of sits there kind of uncomfortable herself in that situation and others will definitely be able to pick up on that
2: right on Um, i need to see if uh, rick does because he's really bad at acting oh
0: that's kind of that's kind of cool i like I, i like that answer uh so it's, he's gonna suggest the row, row row rick will be like we should sing a song <laughs> and then
2: that's where we get row 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 your boat <laughs> yeah uh, sure. no rick, rick has another idea um but uh okay yeah he does pick up on that what about our counselor
0: yeah what about waitley does he pick up on that on the row 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 your boat no, no, and the fact that the captain, the, the the fact that the captain, um, when he thinks about you know the, he can he can justify it, but there's still a little bit of a you know morose you know uh, feeling coming off of him when he's when he realizes that yeah a couple of people did die um in the big battle that we were in and that you know I was their captain et cetera et cetera et cetera um and you would you know. Your weight me, for goodness' sakes, how would you not pick up on that so anyway,
3: obviously he picks up on it he uh makes a mental note to bring it up in their next uh counseling session
0: um so we are um we are coming toward uh the last twenty minutes or so of the episode, so um character things that you guys want to you know want to include here in your camping trip now is a very good time
2: to get them started before the last scene so uh, Rick will um first of all talk about uh, just something that that we all have to face the the um dangers of our job. We all up, we all expected to face danger. The officers that died were, were mine. They were, I knew them quite well, but, and I will definitely miss, they did, they did their duty in the highest praise that I could.
4: I'm sorry, Rick. Yeah, they did some great work. And a lot of people were saved that day from what we we're able to accomplish. But yeah, hopefully, Next time we'll be better. Next time we won't have to get into a situation like that. Well, if you have a little bit more control over it. And he sort of gets a little prickly at that. And then just says, I guess it's time to reflect on the people we've known. And it's sort of like as Rick was also talking about the dangers of what they signed up for. Setsa's is also (laughs) going to like brush a strand, like in the sort of the campfire light, brush a strand of hair. And uh, sort of like, uh, like away from one of
0: her visible implants on her face. I like well. that. That's, that's a really, that's a that's a great scene right there. Um, we pick back up, um, in space, um, from the, the firelight lighting sets us, uh, face. We, uh, we, we do one of those kinds. It's not a jump cut. I don't remember what it's called, but we're very quickly back on the bridge of the scion of Prospero coming, um, back around a dissolve. Thank you. Oakley. Um, uh, uh, coming back around the uh the planet vulcan you slow your ship down and i'm going to say i don't know quite what checker sounds like but i'm He's going to say that a Check-
6: voice that's like smooth
0: whiskey uh, he, he probably would be say something in my mind along the lines of didn't you just ask me for more power and that because you, you know that you just like Uh, you just throttled your your ship back down. Um, And he's like, didn't you just ask for more power kind of thing? Because he's down there trying to get the ship to give even more than it can. Um, uh, But yeah, he's got your engines firing very.
2: um, Um, Just a note, as Checkers is a veteran, he gets, uh, there's a talent that he might be able to get his determination back. Oh neat! They roll one die. What does that mean? So it's a one d six, and, uh, and um, is not no, a rank of at least lieutenant commander. Checkers. He is. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's retired.
0: Equivalent. He's retired. He is the equivalent of a commander now because he's retired. I mean, that's his position is really like cushy, right? Um, I'd love to be checkers if I were checkers.
6: <laughs> he fought in the Dominion War when things were more lax.
0: That means he's like 70 plus years old, right? Some I don't something like that. Uh, I, I figured he, that out recently. Also... I figured it out recently with the like, um, it... uh crew that I made up for uh Star Trek online. So it was uh, about 40 years after DS9, so it would yeah. be depending on. It's probably in the neighborhood of like 60s and 70s, That that'd be like or or 50. 50 in the future. Yeah. So I... it's still not like old.
6: He also lost his arm so he's he does have a <laughs> he does have a prosthetic arm. But
0: Old so Old Age and Treachery will win every time. I remember uh that was that was uh Kara posted that on my picture of that crew. Old Age and Treachery you never had a chance kid. Old Age and Treachery will win out every time. Um so yeah, he's asking why you're why you're throttling power back. And he's basically telling, you know, like he's wondering. Um, and as soon as you start to throttle power back, the other two start to throttle up. And the Kation and the Human, I have to make a, you know, once again, I'll make a roll for the Kation and I'll make a roll for the Human. Kation so is roll. first.
6: Checkers um, veteran thing.
0: Kation is first, and he's awesome. He gets two successes, um, piloting, and then. Cat, you got right in the face. And then he gets his computer, which gives no successes. Um, the human, currently in third place, is unsuccess. So, one complication. Like, one complication. Ooh, and he gets that complication going around a gravity well like the other. Um, the human who was in third place became second place after the orion you now after the orion spun out and then dropped to third when the cation caught up um he spins out in the gravity well but not so bad no his complication he spins out in the gravity well and he's probably going to be overtaken and not not place a named uh a named or uh he's he's not going to hit a a prize position this which is only top um he won't get prize position because of the complication occurring when it did and the um the cation is catching up to you and um you are getting a hail
6: oakley, answer uh, hail
0: oakley is the first one to notice you're getting a hail from the uh, the oakley response here in a second <laughs> i like i like that picture my uh duncan
6: answer
0: that hit attention grabbing beeping and you answer the hail Oakley. and there is a uh the universal translator translates this uh um deep kind of growly voice almost that um that uh that says you know they've never been able to detect non-energy devices and something fires out of the front of his ship. It is like a grappling wire of some kind. Can I, um, can I, can a I do hook something? on the end. You may make a piloting check to try to avoid being caught by, um, my call back to Star Trek Enterprise. Um, he is shooting a grappler. At-
6: can I just respond to him wittily as I'm making this check?
0: Yes, absolutely. He's like, you know, they've never figured out how to track non-energy weapons. And then he fires the ground.
6: But they sure as hell can review these comms, asshole. And they sure as hell can
0: run. review these comms, asshole. I'm recording. Um, it's, it's up to you to um uh to to try to avoid it if you This is daring. Uh this is uh what is that kind of piloting, Jack Baz? Daring Yeah. Daring Khan, right on. It is Daring Khan, so thirteen for you, I believe.
6: Yep, and Oakley, get ready to help
0: me. Oakley, I need your help. Would <laughs> you get one success? And Oakley didn't help, so it's a total of one. Here comes Oakley, here comes Oakley.
6: Also, I thought Oakley would have more than a ten because you know he he is, he you know at least was piloting with a car and all that.
0: Well, comes Oakley's roll. He- oh, zero, oh, one success! Would either of you like to spend a, um... I-I missed Oakley's roll. Would either of you like to spend a, um... What do they call those wonderful things? Uh, a value. And, um, use your determination to get a re-roll here.
2: Um... Hmm... O'Connor has his determination.
6: Yep. Oakley, what are your values?
2: I
0: think Oakley might have one that applies. Oakley to the rescue yet again. I don't have Oakley's character sheet, so I'm totally guessing.
6: Oakley has a character sheet. That's why he's Um, doing D10s.
0: Let's give Oakley a value of um because you're becoming sentient and you have had like all you've had the crew of the reliant uh around you um you could have something that makes you like loyal or um like especially uh especially inclined to help them i i don't know what might work there um never give up never surrender that's kind of an oakley thing um you know what let's just say oakley that you have a value that works um because oakley is mysterious like wolverine was in the comic books for so long and you may re-roll your die oakley
6: wait if we use determination can't we just get an automatic crit too and just not risk it
0: Uh, you could have done that
1: beforehand but afterward you could only do the re-roll
0: afterward it's a re-roll yeah You know what? It's totally fine. You roll 1d20 and, um, the same as you rolled before, so it's, uh, uh, 1d20. But let's give it a- let's give it a 12 instead of a 10. You're- you're assisting here. Oh, no successes. And...
6: Wait, can I do something?
0: Of course you can.
6: Okay, I'm gonna try a thing. Give me a moment.
0: Have a determination. Um, I don't know what might work though. Um, never be cruel. Never be cowardly. I, I maybe.
6: Or I'm thinking the bottom one because I have a plan.
0: Endure hardship so others don't have to. Okay, the what's your plan? One,
6: I'm, I'm thinking of like uh, whatever whatever plating that it it attaches to. Detach that plating.
0: Oh, I love it. Um, but that doesn't require a determination to reroll. Uh, what happens is um, what happens is. He says, you know, uh, your 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 responses, but they can track these, but they can review these. Calm, logs, asshole. I'm recording, and um, the grappler it do that like whole like um, squiggly like metal line thing as the grappler boom, grips a hold of the back of your ship, and he begins to sling, you know, he begins to use slingshot forward, and as he does, you, um, you release the grav. Uh, you release that area of the plating you are um, you are specifically giving yourself hull damage in order to, to get cut him loose of you. And when you do the, when you do the, um, the, the grappler lets go and you spring forward and on your calm, you hear checkers say, why are we not using all the power I'm giving you? Eli
6: using it again i i'm shifting back the power I...
0: <laughs> you shift Back, but because you I'm ship shunting it down the, in the middle you don't break your ship as the the scion of Prospero is the first one to fly back into the soul uh the soul solar system and come streaming past all the planets the the flags that you have to fly through are all on the same sides of the planet here and it's like um so it's just like this straight line back down to the finish as you come out of war and your impulse engine um, firing uh, you are um, the all indicators are that your engines are about to blow up and you hit the uh, you, you shut things down at exactly the right moment um, to uh, you, you made a good maneuver to avoid your complications. Essentially, and I was uh, I was okay with making your ship not blow up at the end, um, which is you know probably good for you. As the Scion of Prospero sails across the finish line, you are the winner of the um, you know the 17th annual or whatever the 37th annual no no the 47th annual Soul Class. Now it had I to be 47 also, since it's. I want to submit
6: my com logs. I want this you, submit, guy, man. You,
0: you, you check your you check your com logs, and um, as you you know you know that you're you're planning to submit them, but you you're checking them first, and you see the cation like celebrating his second uh, his second place win, right? You know he's you know chilling with some of the other pilots, and you check your com logs, and you see him just smile and like he's a big cheater. Um, he's because your com logs. Your voice is fine. His voice is nothing but... Sting. He just kind of waves his little paw at you and he says, "A will see you outside Alhana.
6: I look over to Oakley. Hey, were you recording with, you know, your, your, your face?
0: Pull a luck roll, Oakley. Just roll a d20. The higher you get, the better um we will we'll ignore most of what majel says raw result of 18 you started recording uh yeah you have a recording of what-
6: let's submit that my friend
0: and now with 1 minute left in the episode you're submitting it you get huge winning um you're you can have it be in Latinum or galactic credits whatever but um as you return to the Scion of Prospero after partying and like enjoying your first place win, um there is a message waiting for you from Starfleet Command. Um, because of uh because of the nature of the orders that are coming through, and they are going to both you and Oakley, you are ordered to report. Um uh, there is a shuttle available, though they know that you are currently Aboard your, your, your personal, um, vessel. Um, they know where, you know, they know that you just were in a race basically. And they're, they need you to report to your home star base, Epsilon 10, to an ensign, uh, who will be meeting you there named Philip Cray for a debriefing. And you have no idea what you're being, um, so this is an opportunity to take your ship out to Epsilon Um well it's gonna need and, repairs um, first. It's gonna need a few repairs first, but you'll um but you'll be able to take it out to Epsilon ten. Um you also could, hey, you could take the command staff if you want. You guys could get there on uh luxury. You could, yeah, you guys could get there on the rising Corvette the Scion of Prospero. Um however um it is uh I'm going to say that it is um Setsa. Because I think it's just kind of funny that it would be Setsa. She happens to be um near the rock where, uh, or or stump, or sleeping bag, or wherever it is that Marcus put down his communicator when a uh, uh whatever like alpha priority, like this is an important call. Like the lights for that are up on his computer. He has received an important call.
5: Marcus. Marcus! Marcus!
4: And Graves eventually just sort of turns around. Sort of, he was lost in thought for a little bit. She points to his backpack, which has the comp badge right next. He sees it, like, beeping, and it's just like, ugh. He reaches over, gives it a tap, and says, Graves here.
0: It's a recorded, uh, it, it's a, um... <laughs> Uh, it's an information package. Uh, it's a recorded voice uh, that says incoming information and um, orders package for senior staff, USS Reliant. Um, essentially, this is the you are all being ordered to um, the Reliant. When it relaunches, will be relaunching from Epsilon 10 um, a uh, the. Um, The upgrades crew, the repair crew, essentially, will be bringing, um, yes, you get a big trophy too, uh, Eli, Um, but the repair crew, the upgrades crew, they'll be the ones bringing Reliant to Epsilon 10, but you are all being ordered to report to Epsilon 10 before Reliant arrives for briefing and none of you have any idea what you're being debriefed for, but um, there is an Ensign who is set to debrief you on Epsilon 10. He will be arriving there in, like, the same number of days it'll take you to get there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of you need to report to Ensign Philip Cray.
4: Mark has just—the circumstances of this, how this is all happening, that they're not bringing it to ESD, where they can just beam back up, that they're being debriefed by freaking Ensign— just sort of sets it mm-hmm. off as like his, his uh, not quite dangerous sense, but he's he, he is thinking that Starfleet's going to be pulling his when it comes um, to this assignment. To and make it's a the
0: command not... roll. Might know uh. you might be able to figure out a little bit if you make a. Let me bring up the character sheet of Marcus Graves, and this would be a last piece of information. You might you would be able to make an insight command, which is twelve. Um, you might be able to figure out why they're doing it. Two ah. successes man um why are, why are they doing that um it's because you're not the enterprise and that's it's, gonna also, it's, kind, of... <laughs> it's, it's, it's also you, kind of you realize that um it is entirely you are not the enterprise you're not the one that is going to make the news around earth um you're you're the one who uh, you are one of the ships in a fleet whose flagship is um let, let me look at, let me i'm trying to remember what is the flagship of the galileo like have we ever seen a television show about the galileo hell no <laughs> and, <laughs> and Marcus of, is asleep. so you Marcus realize what's happening
4: okay and Marcus putting all this together it's just like oh not a whole big conundrum this is just normal and kind of feels bad especially like when he received a Notification from Starfleet that he was in the running to be considered for command of the Enterprise, but was rejected, and he had no idea until he got the rejection letter that that was happening. So he mm-hmm. just goes like he goes from melancholy just to crestfallen, and then he eats his and then sets to give some rub on the shoulder.
0: It gets all, <laughs> maybe not all better. But, um- um, yeah. By now,
1: Kara I, has carefully sliced up the, you know, which is a root vegetable from Ifar. third of it goes to Setsa. third of it goes to herself, one-sixth goes to Rick, and one-sixth goes to Waitley. I do have a care. It's I, a bit tart. I'm not sure it's to human or sore
0: palates. I, I will, um, this is pretty much, you know, the end of the game. Nine o'clock is, nine o'clock my time is about when I like to end it, um, because that's um, uh, that's 11 o'clock for anybody on the east and i figure that's late enough to play you don't want to be playing much later than that um but one thing that there uh we can tell kendra you know in chat or whatever but um the people who would definitely know eli would definitely know and captain graves would definitely know that ged turned down a promotion Ooh, ged um ged was offered chief medical officer position aboard the uss odyssey and he said no, and decided to take him.
4: Yeah.
0: He likes us. <laughs> like he them. really likes us.
2: <laughs> um, uh, I will quickly add: we end the episode with like Rick starting to tell the story, so like a, a, a firelight story at night, telling um, nice. one, one of the many, one, many mythological stories of his. Um, let's hear it. Let's hear one of them. As if idea. I actually can actually <laughs> know it, okay. <laughs> but yeah. That's...
0: Oh, so you're just so you're just saying that it happens. Yes. I see.
1: And at the I end, see. Kara tries to applaud, and then gets very angry. Um. As as, as Kara tries be... to
0: do
4: the
1: the sound of one hand um, clapping. Oh, as no. Kara
4: does the one sa- the one hand ca- uh, clapping. Setsu just sort of scoots next to her and just sort of offers a hand for, like, a high-five type thing. Thank you. Kara just leans against her.